Chapter 140, Abra Patricia, Peru. Search for the long-whiskered owlet. Back at the hotel we packed and I asked the owner if she'd mind looking after a bag of ours for a few days. I didn't want to be lugging around any more weight than was absolutely necessary. After a bit of lunch we got in a colectivo. I thought the guy was trying to rip us off as he was charging us more than the others, but it turned out he was going out of his way by quite a bit to drop us where I asked him. I started feeling a bit guilty as soon as I realised. The spot where Fernando had been camping turned out to be an old abandoned restaurant with an earth floor. At least we had a roof over our heads. The reason I wanted to stay here rather than at the top of the pass was that I planned to go in search of the long-whiskered owlet, a near-mythical creature that nobody's ever seen in the wild. Some people reckoned that on a path down from where we were staying, they'd heard some strange noises that they thought might be it. We walked down before dark and trudged along a muddy path and back after dark, recording anything that sounded in the slightest bit unusual. It was a big waste of time and all we achieved was getting our clothes filthy. My plan was to work our way down the road bit by bit, staying in different places every night. Before we left, I did a bit of birding up at the Abra and met up with a tall, thin American birder with his guide. He was a university student on an internship over here. He was a really nice guy and we exchanged email addresses. We had a long walk ahead of us today, 14 kilometers according to my book. We packed up and were all ready to go. After just a few kilometers, we were absolutely exhausted and stopped by a river bank for a rest. Seven kilometers from where we started, we were almost at breaking point, and the novelty of our camping trip had most certainly worn off. We tried to hitch, but nobody picked us up. Just as well as a few hundred meters later, we walked into Alto Nieva, the little town where we were planning to get to. I couldn't figure out the discrepancy in distance. I think the numbers were just wrong. The name of a guy who let people stay in his house was written in the book. There were a couple of people standing there chatting, and I asked where Jose was. The guy asked, replied that it was him, and he showed us where we could stay. Another abandoned restaurant with an earth floor. This one had a table and chairs, though, which made it a bit higher class than yesterday's place. I went again in search of the elusive owlet, but the place I went to was ten times muddier than the night before. Thigh deep. It was a bit of a waste of time, but still nice walking through the forest at night. I saw a cool lyre-tailed nightjar, a nightbird with a ridiculously long tail. Jose, the owner with a little Hitler moustache, had a very sparse little shop too and sold candles, so we bought a few and played cards before going to bed. In the morning I went to bird a trail in the new Ecoan Abra Patricia Reserve. There was a ridge there and I searched high and low for the royal sun angel, an endangered hummingbird, but with no luck. I did see another local specialty, the bar-winged woodwren, which is very cheeky, always poking its head out to get a better look at me before disappearing again. I went all the way down another very muddy area into a small patch of forest to look for the okra-fronted antpitter, another endangered Abra Patricia species, but lucked out on that one too. Luck always comes in spurts, and I'm definitely on a bad run at the moment. The next site I was planning to go to had the same birds, so I figured I could try for them there, and if I couldn't find them, we could always stop here on the way back. We packed up our stuff and set off stopping at the decrepit Restaurante Chofercito, where we had some tasteless rubbery chicken. Just after the restaurant there was a mirador with a beautiful view of the valley. I saw a new species of hawk here and worked out that it was my 2,000th species for the trip. Quite an achievement. That was my original goal, but with another seven months left, 
I think I'll set a new goal of 2,500 species. That will be quarter of the bird species in the world in a single trip, which sounds pretty impressive. I'm sure you'll agree. We started walking down the hill, and my girlfriend spotted a nice sickle-winged guan, which I missed. About three or four kilometers down, we reached a house on a bend, which is where the trail described in my book starts. There was a guy at the start of the trail, but it seemed like he wanted something from us, and I cut our conversation short. We started along the trail, trying to follow the map I had in my book, but got totally lost. I left my girlfriend where she was and went to try and find the correct way myself. Just then it started raining heavily. I left my camera and bag out in the open and started to panic that it would be all soaked and ruined, but of course my girlfriend had covered it with a plastic sheet. I was exhausted at having run all the way back, and we decided the best thing to do would be for me to go back to the house and ask for more detailed directions, which is what I did. The young man had gone, but his mother was there, and she beat her dog mercilessly with a mop when it made a lunge at me. She was pretty incomprehensible, but after a thorough grilling, I thought I knew where I went wrong. I was shattered when I got back, and quite annoyed at the inaccurate description in the book. It was totally off about the time that it would take, and about two hours later we'd made it to the big river crossing. I couldn't get any wetter at this point, so I just waded across with our bags, and then came back and carried my girlfriend across. On the other side was the first flat bit of land that we'd seen, but it was still too boggy to camp, so I went on alone to see if I could find somewhere better. I found a great spot, nice and dry, and came back to get my girlfriend. She'd taken her shoes off now, and I tried to give her a piggyback across the mud, but my legs caved in on me, and I dropped her like a sack of potatoes. She was pretty angry till I set up the tent and got her inside. We made it to the first LSU campsite, but it had almost killed me. We lit a candle which warmed up the tent, and also meant that I could read my book. I soon fell into a deep sleep. The next day it rained hard all morning, and I had to sit there helplessly staring out of the tent. When it eased off enough for me to bird a little I got out and started walking along the trail towards a spot with all the rare species I was looking for. Only five minutes along, the second river that I had to cross was a gushing torrent, and trying to cross that would probably be risking my life. I wanted to see these birds, but not that much. I went back to the tent and told her the bad news, for me, that we were leaving. A big smile spread across her face, but it was soon wiped off when we left and she got stuck in the mud up to her knees. 